Hello, friends. It's Josh and Kirk. We're coming to you Sunday night following the Mavericks' uh, second straight loss to Los Angeles Clippers. Only this time, they got the absolute shit kicked out of them, 106 to 81. Josh, how's 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 it going there? Um, I'm okay. Obviously, a dispiriting effort, but um, I feel I feel worse that um, during these playoff games. Megan kind of sacrifices herself and takes care of the baby since all of these games start at 8.30 or 9.30. Mm. So she inevitably has to be the one that normally I put the baby to sleep and she gets up with the baby in the morning. But now she's basically doing almost both sometimes. Uh, And and I like it when her – it, it doesn't make me feel good when her effort goes in vain. And, you know, she does, she does sacrifices her sleep uh, so I could get to this Mavs game, do our pod, do our writing, and then the Mavs play an absolute dog crap of a game, which this was. Well, we appreciate you and Megan showing up, despite <laughs> the Mavericks kind of not showing up. So just a quick recap for anybody that kind of checked out. Um First quarter got off to a interesting start. You know, Porzingis, they ran like three plays in a row for him. He did well. He made a shot, essentially. Um, then, you know, I mean, the Clippers are just good at basketball. And they're scoring. They're driving. I felt that the first quarter refereeing really, like, was a little bit foreboding. I mean, it was bad, but, like, it balanced itself out over the course of the game. Um, where, th- I mean... Yeah, I don't like reach calls on one end that don't get made on the other. And like Kawhi just gets away with physicality that no other Maverick could even try. And it just that was frustrating for me. But, you know, as the game wore along, um, the Clippers superior talent more or less won out. They went small starting Nicholas Batum. Um, and for as good of a bounce back game as Porzingis had as part of the offense, he was one of many Maverick defenders that just showed that they can't play any defense. Um, I don't, I don't know how to keep talking about this because single move dribble penetration beats every fucking Dallas Maverick player. I get that Paul George and Kawhi are good, but Rondo did it. Uh, <laughs> Jackson did it. Um, the, the lineups that, that we're tossing out are kind of, Istok has a theory that that he thinks Carlisle believes they can only outscore the Clippers, which is true. I, I think I think that's more than a good thing. I think it's a great point. But the Mavericks do all this talk about defense, and they just they don't have it. And I and and it the, and this was a game where it was very clearly it was all of them. Like it, at a certain point, like there are games where it's like, all right, well that guy really screwed the pooch, or that guy was bad. But this is all of them, and I I just I don't know what they do because none of them can like. At times, it felt like Luco was the best wing defender. Yeah, and it's it's tough to talk about schemer adjustments because the the schemer adjustment to stopping a guy dribbling the ball from the three point line and getting to the rim unimpeded with no mm-hmm. pick is just like. But don't, even on picks, like yeah, none of the Mavericks know how to navigate screens. You know, it, it for. There, there was all this talk for 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 Mosley. Oh, Maverick should have Mosley as the head coach, and I, coaching can only get you so far. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm just this is the sort of this was a very good textbook example game for why you and I did not want to see the Clippers. 
Yeah, it's and this this is two straight game. I mean, this is basically the same game in game three, except the Mavericks didn't make. This is what it looks like when the Mavericks don't make twenty three pointers. Yeah. Um, they just yeah they can't guard at the rim. Uh, they were what the Clippers were seventeen of twenty at the restricted area in game three. They were sixteen of twenty three in the restricted area in game four. Uh, they actually kind of shot a little worse but they still had you know 16 shots at the made 16 shots at the rim you're not going to win playoff basketball games giving up 15 made field goals at at the rim not even like in the paint i'm talking restricted area that's at the rim that's layups that's like easy stuff um and the first half the clippers were 11 of 14 uh in the restricted area like it's just it's 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 gone far it's gone past like scheme and honestly i don't even know rotation or lineup changes i think me and you both agree on on maybe a potential one that we haven't seen yet but i don't know what to do or what to say when the clippers just get to the basket as easy as they do and to be honest they're just they're not throwing a bunch of crazy concepts at the Mavericks. I mean, they're playing five perimeter players, yes, but, I mean, the Mavericks have played small before in the past, especially Rick Carlisle is used to deploying small. Like, this isn't this isn't crazy witchcraft that the Clippers are using to befuddle the Mavericks. They are just whipping them at the, the point of attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a tough pill to swallow because you want to say – well, the Mavericks can do this. Uh, you know, they can do this kind of scheme. They can double. Like it's 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 gone beyond that. It's just it's it's at such a primitive and basic level of basketball on the defensive side that the Mavericks are failing. That I I'm really at a loss for words uh, how they turn it around, other than very cliche uh, cliche things like effort and determination and stuff, which we really shouldn't be relying on it in, in a playoff series when you get to this point so yeah that that's the alarming part for me well and the defense is the overarching issue yeah. that was then sort of magnified by the fact that the dallas offense crumbled and i don't know I, I don't even know where to start with the offense because like when Luca was clearly like he's talking about it in post game now, he's he's not feeling right. And even still not feeling right, he was able to put up some points, but he was just kind of sloppy. And if he's not playing A plus basketball, the Mavericks are gonna have a hard time winning a lot of games. And I don't I don't really know how to talk about the offense because you the offense is designed for Luca to play at a kind of certain level of efficiency. And he wasn't, and everything else sort of went south from there. I mean, Hardaway was real bad again. Um, Dorian is turning into a pumpkin. I, I'm yeah, he, and it's, he it's is awful and awful. To be honest, his stat line, his final box, very score misleading. Line, yeah, yeah. It, as bad as it is, yeah, you're right. It is. He made all basically most of his shots. I think both of his three pointers he made were yeah. the Mavericks were down twenty five. Yeah, and nope. it's like who cares? He he his shots. He missed a a, a front. He missed a, a a wide open three pointer from just kind of slightly to the right of the top of the key that went off front rim and was the kind of three point miss that he used to have as like a rookie or a sophomore 
that was the equivalent of a turnover because when when long rebounds go back and the other team gets it, like Kawhi just ran past him and got a dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has been a non-contributing zero since this Dallas Morning News article, really good kind of profile level story on him. And it gives me the same vibes of what happened to Brunson after Sports Illustrated did that thing on him. No, it's like where the it's curse. just like we're highlighting like a guy, and and you know, I read people sending me messages where it's just like, ah, this is you know, Dorian, he's been terrible. And I'm like, yeah, Dorian has been terrible, but he's also been really good and was a key part of why the Mavericks got up to the fifth seat. So like I don't want to just like bury him, but it, it is sort of the things tighten up and after game one when he was wide open the Clippers started giving him some respect and he didn't you know and since then he has been a shell and so when you have I think if you look at the at the box score the Dallas starters uh were outside of Luca and Porzingis the so Hardaway Kleba Finney Smith scored 12 points on four of 20 shooting and that's awful and you know we we haven't even I've not even talked about Kleba. Why don't why don't you go from there? Yeah. Um, oh man, there's so much. Yeah. And with with Kleba, it's it's over for for him in the series. I think uh, defensively, I do not recognize him. Uh, even as someone that was a little skeptical of his defensive impact over the last two seasons, this is. This is bad. He was getting beat right off the dribble. And, you know, last playoff series, you could argue that Kawhi was just making a lot of mid-range twos in his face. Uh, And this is not like this is Kawhi is making layups after he blows by him. Uh, He got burned by Reggie Jackson, which, you know, I mean, that's a point guard on a big, you know, Kleba is still a big, but he just blew right by him for another uncontested layup. Um, it's, It's difficult to watch him play and i you know with the achilles you gotta imagine that's gotta be that's gotta be part of it but if you're playing you're playing and he's and he's playing 30 plus minutes so if he can't play because the achilles is still nagging him or it's covid related you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. he it just doesn't look good uh and oh for you know (laughs) zero points and you can't have a playoff starter scored zero points in 32 minutes and then he had one steal and no blocks yeah uh, while getting while yeah, getting while scored, scored on it well yeah. it was it was one of the most difficult playoff games i've seen from an individual on the mavericks in a long time from someone that like we expect we have a level of expectation from uh and i really think like the maxi we saw tonight is a far is far far from the maxi we saw his rookie and sophomore seasons when he was just like a defensive terminator in terms of flying around off the ball, making plays, guarding the rim. Uh, I don't see that maxi in this playoff series. Like I, I don't, and for there, there could be 18 reasons why, you know, with a lot of it being health, but the mm-hmm. fact is if it doesn't change, this might be where Rick has to make the the big adjustment. And I think you were talking a little bit about that on Twitter too about that being a potential option for the Mavericks going forward in this series. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about like, this is an overreaction, but it's, it's the Mavericks might've held on to Maxi and Dorian too long. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to get too down. (laughs) 
that's a pretty bummer take, but I don't know if I have the ammunition to argue it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is kind of, I, I'm kind of, now I'm kind of getting scatterbrained, but I, I have a point I want to make uh, because there were a lot of dumbasses uh, in the last couple of days. Uh, I saw this, t- I don't know if you saw this take, but I saw this take from more than one person. And I know that that's probably just the stupidest reason to go off on it because it's not the majority of opinion. But I saw it once once is too many of this take and twice is just absurd about like the Mavericks losing game three because Luca did not get his teammates involved early and he wasted all of his energy in that 30 to 11 run and he did all the scoring and his teammates weren't set up. And so that made them cold for the rest of the game. And not only is that like the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life on its face, uh, but also Luca did give KP two buckets in like that first jolt of the first quarter in game three. So like it was wrong in in itself, but also like this is the result. This is what we see when Luca is not superhuman and when Luca is not making threes at a ridiculous rate and, and being a, a superhero basically like, this is it. Like he, he, I obviously he wasn't a great playmaker tonight because he just was not himself. But in terms of like, Hey, they got KP three buckets early. Like they obviously catered, you know, they did something different instead of the Luca show in the first five minutes of the first quarter and the Mavericks lost by 25 points. So yeah. Anyone yeah. like I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it anymore about Luca and and him taking too many shots or any of that nonsense. Uh, those people can go to hell. I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah. And I think this game kind of kind of seals it. Like yeah. this I mean, is, this, this is what it looks like. This is what you want. You you know, obviously he still took a lot of shots and he missed free throws, but like yeah. this is what it, this is what it looks like when Luca is not an MVP. Yeah, and it's. I don't know. The the KP thing is kind of a different bag. Like I I, I try and I'm I'm really really trying it's hard kind of not, funny to, not to talk about him because I don't know what to say. Like there was that, you know, he missed a lot of bunnies, and then he also there was one play that I recorded and put in the timeline where he gets a great post up, great mm-hmm. post up. All he has to do is the kind of drop step power dribble I learned in the seventh grade, and he spun middle faded and pass out and he's just offensively he's a not a natural basketball player he's not when his shots are going it's really something but it's just there's not there's a lot of calculation and what it's like oh i should do this it's it's kind of like a robot i've talked about this all year so I, i there's just not much more to say about it and the people who think he is something special are no longer correct we have a year's worth of data Unless he can figure out a way to get his body right, this is not the guy the Mavericks signed up for. I mean, I, there were some some videos going around following game three after you and I talked where you just see his fluidity last year to this year, and it has fallen through the floor. He just doesn't have it. And I don't know how to – I you know, I, I'm glad they get him in, in successful situations, but he's not diving. He's not doing any of that stuff. And then, like, Powell goes in for five minutes during junk time, and I know it's it's it, the game's over, and he's flying around and doing stuff, and it's like, okay, well, maybe this is the guy we should see. Um, I, I don't want to kill KP too much more, though, because this is – this you know, we, we talked about it in game one that maybe this just wasn't going to be the series for him, and I think that that still holds true. I mean, he the the guys that I really actually want to talk about as I'm looking at the bench unit here is 
I appreciate Josh Richardson giving us a solid reminder for why he absolutely sucks and is a <laughs> dead weight. And I, I, I mean, two of seven with some wild shot attempts, no defense, and one of the worst plus minuses in one of the fewest amount of minutes. I mean, this guy, like, that, that might be the opt-in game for Josh Richardson. He was pressing. We talk about, I got a great tweet from a follower that said, we talk about Luca and KP's um, lack of chemistry. Well, how about how, how Richardson just won't pass him the ball? And, like, that is astonishingly true. Yeah, and Richardson ties into another point I wanted to make about how the Mavericks have to make, like, the Clippers made their big adjustment. They benched mm-hmm. Zubak, they've gone small, and now it's the Mavericks' turn. They have to make a an adjustment at somewhat of that level because it's two games. They've basically gotten their ass kicked for what? Uh, for They basically have been got their ass kicked for 40 minutes out of the 48 minutes of game three, and then they got their ass kicked for 48 minutes in total of game four. Like, it's time. Like, they can't keep doing what they're doing. Uh, they can't just rely on – three-point shooting variants to get them back in the series and hope they make 23-pointers again, which they did in game three and they still lost because it's really hard to win basketball games when your opponent shoots, makes 17 layups. But tying into that, the adjustments are much harder for like the bag that Rick can reach into to shake up the lineup, shake up the rotation, do something different. It's limited with when Josh Richardson, the biggest move of your offseason is – a guy that comes off your bench, scores five points, doesn't do much else, hasn't done much else in the series. I mean, he had uh, – I think he had a good moment in game one. I think he scored nine points in the fourth quarter of game one, which was a really nice moment. But since then, it hasn't been much. Uh, maybe if you start him, it's a different thing, and I think that's something that Rick has to look at. You know, Dorian at the four, and maybe you start THJ and Richardson uh, on the perimeter next to Luca and KP. And then Dorian at the four, like that's an adjust that might be the adjustment. I don't know. Well, but when Richardson's giving you a game like tonight, it it, it it gets cause for concern. And then, like, let's be real. Uh, another one of their big offseason moves was James Johnson. They got nothing out of that. And they got nothing yeah. out of the trade for him with yep. Reddick being hurt. And then they had three draft picks, which were not total crap draft picks. They had 18, 31, 36. Though, you know, obviously once you get out of the lottery, it's it's a lot of dart throws, but those, you know, that's not like 40 or 50. You know, you can find a guy in that range and maybe they did and we don't know, we won't know it yet, but they didn't find one for this season. And the fact that you look at their offseason moves of Richardson, Johnson, and then getting those three draft picks and none of those options seem to be like something that can work. Like you look at this, like Kirk, you just look at the bench and you look at the roster. Like, where does where can Rick turn to? Like, the the Clippers were able to. There's an answer for this. There's an answer for it, and the answer was at some point in February, March, and April, finding minutes for the big ass rookies that were wings and that play defense. And he can't play them now because he didn't play them then. And granted, I honestly, like the fans who are in my mentions talking about how Josh Green would make a difference. Like, no, he wouldn't go away. Like, I don't know how to explain this to you more. Like Josh Green, this is not his year. But what it, what they're really talking about, and it's not Josh Green, it's, it's another option. And yes. the Mavericks box themselves in again 
you know, with these lack of options to where Trey Burke was getting minutes in this game, where Boban gets thrown out around minute seven of the game. Like, Rick is taking a beating on the timeline tonight. I'm watching all this because people don't like his postgame quotes. He is an excellent coach. I, I disagree with these assessments where people who are really, really mad at him. But when you give a guy tools that are limited, you end up with limited results. This is the this is the culmination of why you and I were so mad two off seasons ago. This is what happens. Team building is a process over time, and it cannot be stated loudly enough that the Mavericks have simply failed to live up to that aspect of what they were hoping to do. They lucked into Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway was not the player they were after. You know, Dorian and Maxie have played so well. They have outperformed their contracts. You have to get that sort of thing. But where they've just made... It, it this is just the sort of game where it exposes how when the Mavericks pieces don't connect in the Lego set like they're supposed to, everything crumbles really quickly. And we've you know it didn't happen much in the regular season. It happened enough to where I was kind of freaked out about it. But no, everybody told me to pound sand. Well, I'm, I've been thinking about the playoffs, and so are you. And I've never been good at finding a balance between, you know criticizing where the Mavericks were and and trying to find some like positivity about where they're going. And this, this game is just very much kind of a sum of all fears game. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, it's, it's the, everyone else, you, you, I, you know, 12 points out of the other three non KP Lucas starters kind of, kind of sums it all up really. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like there's just, there's not, I don't know where Rick goes in terms like he can mix the the current starting lineup with maybe a bench guy, but like you look at the Clippers and they had options. You know, Terrence Mann has not had a huge series, but Ty Lue trusts him to give him 15 minutes of non not total crap basketball. And if Mann is not able to do that, do is does Ty Lue feel comfortable benching Zubak and putting Batum in the starting lineup when he knows, you know, he needs more, another bench guy to, to play on the perimeter, you know, Reggie Jackson did not start the series. He's now starting and he's had two back-to-back -back high impact games. Beverly's gone to the bench. Like this Clippers roster is built in such a way that when things go bad, there is, okay, let me try something else. And this Mavs roster is not like, it's just not constructed that way. You know, you could argue that some of the Mavs role players maybe are better than some of the Clippers, you know, maybe from, you know, from one through 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 six or something like that. But I know depth, it, you know, depth is a weird thing in the playoffs because you usually shorten your rotation. But in terms of adjustments, you just you need a couple more guys on the roster that you feel comfortable throwing in there. Uh, otherwise you get a little stuck and that could happen. I don't we don't know. Maybe maybe Rick go sicko mode on us in, in the next game and and josh green plays 10 minutes in the first half of game five like i don't know uh who knows what's gonna happen but it just feels like that way that, yeah like the fact that his big his big like i gotta break glass in case of emergency uh lineup changes mid game was boban and trey burke that that's frightening that's frightening uh no disrespect to those two players but just when you look at what's ailing the Mavericks in this series 
the answer is not Boban and the answer is not Trey Burke. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hell. It's still two, two, it, you know, best two, it's best two out of three right now. I'd, I'd say I'd feel I, I would be my alarm. Like right now I'm just sort of depressed. I, my alarm would be going off if the Mavericks had to play Tuesday, but they play Wednesday and Luca getting a couple days of rest is going to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this neck thing is clearly uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Like I, I'm, I know it's not the same thing. I mean, the, he definitely got hurt when he got elbowed in the face uh, by uh, Marcus Morris as an accident, but it still happened. Um, but I mean, I just can't tell you how many times I've done something stupid <laughs> as I've gotten older, and it just fucking hurts. And you know, no matter like, there's not a it's a lingering pain. Yeah, and it's like a jerky nerve pain that sends like these. You know, I did this from when I had my my microdiscectomy. I mean, I was I had a bulging disc for four months, and like anybody that knows that kind of like electric pain that goes all the way down an appendage. Um, and that's what Luca was dealing with tonight. And I think he'll be better with some rest. That's all it's really going to come down to. Yeah. Two day. I mean, and Luca rarely plays two turd games back to back and especially some playoffs. I think he had a real, I can't remember which game he played uh, in the playoffs last year. He was like four or 14. It might've been game three. Um, but then he came back and had had a mm-hmm. outstanding game. Like I don't, I would not predict Luca to have two. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, game three, he was four, 14, 13 points. Game four, the buzzer beater in overtime, forty three points. So uh, Luca typically does not play two bad games in a row, uh, and we've got plenty of evidence of that. Now, obviously, having a bad neck doesn't help. But hey, he had had a bad ankle in, in game four, so he. He finds ways to to do crazy things, and it's a shame that that's kind of where the Mavericks lie. Like, it's a shame that he has to be a guy that scores 35, 40 points for them to to win playoff games. Um, but that's how they built the roster. They can't fix that right now. Like, that's a fix for later, and I don't think it's time to talk about for later yet because we've still – it's a 2-2 series – anything can happen so so let's see let's see but yeah tonight but tonight sucked i don't i don't blame people for being grumpy or pissy about this game and especially when you know you're up 2-0 and you're going home you lose both home games they're the two biggest packed crowds since 20 march of 2020 like it, it it's definitely deflating and i don't blame anyone for feeling crappy about it but they're you know Let's see how this team responds in game five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go back to drinking. Probably host the, you know. <laughs> That's a good idea. Hey, we don't have to work tomorrow, so no, I mean, but, well, uh, we don't have to, quote, work, unquote. Yeah, we have to parent. We have to, <laughs> you know, be adults. Anyhow, um, you know, this has been fun, guys. This has been, uh, <laughs> like, we're, we're close to finishing up our most preposterous month <laughs> in you know i'll one day i'll tweet about the numbers if i ever have like conceptually understand them i don't really have a good comparison point but needless to say the listens and the follows that we've got with this podcast have grown our our, our audience by a lot and we're really grateful thank you for sticking with us and we will be back uh i'll probably post the post game locker room sometime tomorrow afternoon and then because we have an extra day i'll probably do Either you or me or somebody will do a like a, a game five preview pod at some point too. 
So yeah. is that a, you got anything else, Josh? No, that's about it. Uh, just flush. Maybe we need to flush this pod down the toilet. Like the mm. Mavs need to flush game four. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow with the Mavs Moneyball After Dark. And we will talk to you in a couple of days. Have a good Memorial Day.